Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Siguain. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. I'm sure you're ready for um, an awesome show if you read the title for, for this podcast episode, Feeling Soft and Mushy as a Vegan. Want to understand why that's happening? We're going to dive into that today because that is a question that I get often. I went vegan and I just got all soft and my body composition went terrible and I feel like my skin's a little bit more inflamed and I just feel puffy. And so I want to share a few things with you um, as to why that might be happening and what you can do to improve the situation. It's very simple. It's a lot simpler than you think. It obviously all has to do with nutrition because probably the main thing that you changed was nutrition. And also a lot of people are not um, haven't had the opportunity to be educated on how to properly improve your body composition. And that's going to kind of fall, um, into that realm. So the number one thing is when I see people transitioning to, to a vegan diet is they don't eat enough protein. Like they think that they do, but they don't actually eat enough protein. So you want to fall between that 1.2 to two gram per kg of body weight. If you are a physically active person, if you're, if you're doing exercise every week, if you're strength training, you want to be within that range. You might find some studies that say 0.8 gram, uh, 0.8 gram, I think per pound or per kg of body weight. That is a number if you want to be healthy, not if you want to improve your body composition and have a lean and toned body, right? The amount of protein makes a tremendous difference, believe it or not. And I'll share a, a quick story from one of our members, one of our members who is a, um, successful person out in the UK and they were just crushing a transformation, right? Protein was hit. Uh, the calories were, were, were met. They were eating whole food plant-based They were doing their training. They're feeling awesome. Body composition was improving. And then there was uh, a period of like two weeks where they had a lot of meetings and it just all went off track. This person was making sure to hit their, their, their calories. We're making sure they were eating good food but they weren't hitting the amount of protein. They actually got half the amount of protein that they were supposed to um, for their strength training um, and for their current plan. And so they're, they were doing everything the same. The workout were still being done, the calories were being met, but the protein wasn't met simply because this person was eating at a restaurant. And you know, as much as I do, if you're a vegan, you go to a restaurant, really hard to get 20 to 30 grams of quality protein um, at, at any restaurant, even a vegan restaurant, they won't be that high in protein. The majority of the time is just going to be higher in fat and carbohydrates. So this person on, on our check-in told me like, hey, I just felt really weak for my workouts this week. Like I, I didn't have any strength. The weight felt heavier. I didn't have as much energy and my body started to look just more soft and less tone. I could see less definition. And we looked at, at her photos and we're like, oh yeah, there's actually like a significant difference, especially like in your obliques and the muscle in your back and your shoulders. And I'm like, you didn't change anything in your training. Um, that was good. You ate, you ate healthy. You hit your calories. Like, yeah. Uh, so I'm like, so what was different? She's like, well, I, I didn't hit my protein simply because um, I was eating out at restaurants and it was really hard for me to, to do that. But it was like really clean restaurant. We, we tracked her sodium levels and her sodium were on track. So it wasn't the sodium aspect. It's like I was eating about like half the amount of protein that I was supposed to uh, for about like a week or two weeks. 
and that's how her body composition changed, right? And I have multiple stories like that, but protein plays a, a critical role in you achieving the body composition that you wish. And so if it's heading in the opposite direction, that might be one of the things that you want to consider. Potentially, you're not eating enough protein. And I know it's counterproductive to what you hear uh, when you go vegan. People are like, don't worry about protein. You, There's protein everywhere, which there is. There's protein, which contains all the amino acid. You're fine on that end. But if your goal is to have a different body composition, you do need to put an emphasis on it. All right. So make sure you're eating 1.2 gram to 2 gram per kg of body weight will make a significant difference. Now, if you're feeling soft and mushy as a vegan and you're not strength training, you need to start strength training. All right. If you're feeling soft and mushy, which is basically another word to say that the, your body composition is not where you want it to be. So the ratio and fat of muscle on your body is not where you want it to be. The only way to shift that ratio is to lose fat and put on some muscle. You're not going to put on some muscle if you're not strength training because there is no stressors being put on your muscle that would require it to grow to become stronger and become bigger. It's not going to just grow on its own because you're thinking about growing your bicep or growing your legs or if you're going for a hike, it's not going to grow your shoulders or your back or, or your arms, right? If you're doing a hike, it's going to grow a little bit the muscles in, in your legs, but it's building you more endurance instead of building size and actual strength. And it's obviously not going to grow your shoulders, your back or your chest or anything like that. So you need to be strength training three to five times a week. Below three won't make a difference. Above five will just make you more tired and it will actually start being counterproductive to a certain extent. And so if you're not strength training, start strength training. If you are strength training, potentially look at the intensity. Are you pushing yourself during your workouts? So what I mean by that is if you have four sets of eight repetitions and when you get to eight repetitions, you could probably do 15 reps. The weight is too light. There's nothing for your body to adapt to. You're just lifting something that your body has the ability to lift. So why would it build more muscle and become stronger? Because you're not asking it to do more. The only way for us to grow as humans, like mentally, psychologically, and physically, is to apply stressors, which life tends to do a good job at that. But from a body aspect, you need to apply pressure for it to be like, oh, I need to become stronger. Let me build more muscle so that I can handle this workload. But the thing is like your body doesn't know that you're in a controlled environment. It's right for the just things like you're in the wild and there's a there's a tiger. You have to lift some tree logs so that you can survive because your body only cares about surviving, not about you having bigger legs or a bigger bicep. So it'll just ask you'll just basically grow more muscle for your body to allow you to get strong, to deal with the circumstances that are around you. And that's how you build muscle. So if you're not strength training, start strength training. If you are strength training, Make sure you train harder. You want to have like one to two reps left in the tank when you're doing your strength training. So four sets of eight, you could potentially do nine reps. Ten, you're like, the bar is going to fall on my face, right? So you're safe with that one rep range. And if you're new to lifting, ask for someone to have a, to, to spot you or potentially have those safety bars on each side, depending on what exercise you're doing. A lot of the exercises are pretty safe if you're using dumbbells and all that stuff. Anything overhead, you just let the weight drop in front of you. So make sure you have clearance in front of you to do that. But have a partner there with you and then just kind of start testing out what your boundaries are. Right. Um, and then once you figure it out, you'll, you'll pretty much know forever. You'll have a good idea of what it feels like when you have one or two reps left in the tank. So point number three, you potentially need too big, uh, too big calorie deficit. Right. If you're feeling soft and your body composition is not heading the way you want to, potentially you went too big in a calorie deficit. When you go really rapidly in a calorie deficit, again, we, we talked about this multiple times on the podcast, 
Your body only wants to survive. It doesn't care that you want a flat stomach. It doesn't care that you want a small waist. It doesn't care that you want to fit in a size of jeans that is smaller than the one that you have right now. It just wants to survive. And so if less energy is coming in, your body will prioritize energy towards organs and functions in your body that are essential for survival because it doesn't know how long you won't have food for. It just thinks you're in the freaking desert and you're munching on berries and then there's no more berries. That's what your body is imagining. It doesn't know that you have grocery stores and all the abundance in food around you, right? You're hardwired for calories. So your body is going to prioritize the energy that you have towards organs, towards essential functions in your body. And it's going to not um, give it elsewhere where it would be needed. And it's going to start eating at things that are not important. Muscle mass is not really important in survival, right? Compared to your organs functioning. And so it'll start catabolizing like eating its own muscle going catabolic so the term catabolic comes from it's gonna start eating its own muscle in order to fuel the rest of the body that it needs to and so what happens if it starts eating its own muscle your body composition of muscle to fat changes right you have less muscle and then if the fat stays the same well your ratio is still going to change right because your muscle is going to decrease which would make you look more soft and mushy love that word mushy mushy it's so fun it's so fun to say so um, make sure you're eating enough calories. If you've been in calorie deficit for a very long time, there's a chance that potentially um, you're just eating your own muscle away, especially if you're not strength training, you're in a calorie deficit, you're not eating your protein. So for all the people, and this is like so common, you just love hiking and running. You're eating whole food plant-based with no, prior to, no priority on protein, and you're not strength training, and you're trying to lose weight, so you've been in a deficit. Those are, those are the people that are losing a bunch of muscle mass and their body composition is not where they want it to be because they're doing the opposite of everything that they're supposed to be doing right so when i when i when i started starting when i build my my coaching program i wanted to combine both worlds. i come from bodybuilding powerlifting world and performance and iron man and i want to combine my love for whole food plant-based and the belief that it, it helps the disease proof the body i wanted to put both of them together and so there was there was fallacies in the bodybuilding world and there was fallacies in the whole food plant-based world that you only eating 0.8 grams of protein bodybuilding world i was i think we're making you like three to four hundred grams of protein per day well there was a balance and if we look at the latest book the plant-based athlete by robert cheek and matt frazier which just did an awesome interview with robert you need about that's the, that's what came up in the study 1.2 gram to 2 gram per kg of body weight and we've seen amazing results with over 500 of our members with that range of protein which is not a number that's been guessed scientific study so I, I combine both of those worlds in order to provide health, disease-proofing the body, and amazing body composition to people that wanted to do it on a whole food plant-based diet. That is how I built the whole program. And so if you're feeling soft and mushy, like and you're too big in calorie deficit, you're not hitting your protein, you're doing a bunch of cardio, you're not doing strength training, you're not training hard enough, that is the exact reason why. And so if you've been in a deficit for a very long time, potentially consider reverse dieting. I did a full almost two hour. Uh, no, that was a different podcast. I did a full one hour podcast on reverse dieting with David Mathis, my nutrition coach. And then the two hour one is about the psychology of transformation. So uh, fat loss, muscle gaining, maintenance, reverse dieting, and the the chapters that you're going to go through Bentley, basically in how to prepare yourself. And so consider reverse dieting if you do big in a calorie deficit. Um, and if you just started your cut and you did the usual, like remove 500 calories to lose one pound a week, remove a thousand calories to lose two pounds a week, I would potentially just stop doing that and just do a slow decrease in calories. I know there's a very different school of thoughts when it comes to creating, um, a deficit for fat loss, 
but I just want you to think of this logically, right? This, the science is there to back it up, but I just want you to think of this logically. If we go from 2000 calories, which would be a maintenance for, for a woman out there and we remove a thousand calories to lose two pounds a week, you're eating a thousand calories of food. What do you think your body's going to do with that? First of all, less vitamins, less nutrients coming in. Do you think your body is going to thrive? Do you think you're not going to be hungry and have massive freaking cravings? Do you think you're not more likely to be thrown off track? Do you think your body's not going to eat its own muscle eating half the amount of food you're supposed to be eating, right? If you're a bigger guy and you're supposed to eat 4,000 calories per day, you go to 3,000, then it would be better. But again, that person would still lose a lot of muscle mass. So it's less than ideal. So you need to take that uh, into account. So those are the things that would leave you with terrible body composition. So now a little plan of action. I've shared a few of them already. Eat 1.2 gram to 2 gram per kg of body weight, right? If you don't know how much you're eating, just grab a tool like my fitness pal chronometer, punch in your food that you normally eat in a day. Don't try to tweak anything. Just be honest. And it'll give you a good ballpark of where you're at. Potentially might add a little bit more tempeh to one of your meals, potentially a bit more lentils and beans, potentially instead of using regular oats, you can use sprouted oats, which almost have tripled the amount of protein in there. Maybe you can sprinkle a little bit more hemp seeds on your, on your salad or on your Buddha bowls. Like it's very easy to add more protein, but you need to know from where you're starting. Second one is you need to be strength training three to five times per week. All right. So if you're not doing that, start doing it. If you are doing it make sure you're training hard enough. And then the third one is check if you're in a massive deficit. So again, log in your food for the day, just an average data you normally eat and then find any online calculator like a TDEE calculator, total daily energy expenditure, punch in your height, your weight, your sex, your level of activity. It'll give you an average number of calories you eat to, that you would need to eat in order to maintain your weight and see if you're in a massive deficit. If you are and you've been eating this way for a long time, probably a good idea to reverse diet. And I actually just did a podcast, maybe like three, four podcasts ago. I would just look back on on um, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts on a five. Um, if you're in one of those five situations, you should potentially consider reverse dieting. Um, so definitely recommend going to listen to this podcast. So guys, that's all I have for you today. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, let me know in the comment section below. If you're on podcast, let me know um, in the reviews. Always feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram and Facebook. I'm always here to help. I love answering your questions and I hope you guys have an awesome day. Ciao. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.